0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. on the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Commander David, how are you comforting fellows doing?
1: Com- comforting fellows? <laughs> Do we need to I'm grab a nice blanket like a teddy bear and a little yeah. mug of nice, hot cocoa nice and just settle weighted,
2: weighted and heated, right?
0: Eric, you're my weighted and heated blanket.
2: Have you ever tried a weighted blanket?
0: Yes, they are yeah. amazing.
2: I never have. have. You, uh, I, never I never tried
0: have. one. <laughs> they're 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 very nice.
2: Do you really? like sleep with one, or just like on the couch?
0: Just on the couch. Okay. Yeah.
2: Like how heavy is this blanket?
0: I mean, like I don't I don't know, have like I'm not a freaking like weight measurement system. Like I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah, but you okay. can tell ballpark it. I mean, like I'd 10 say.
0: It's a couple pounds, right? I mean, it's not like it's it's heavier it, than a normal blanket.
2: Is it I, heavier heavier than a newborn baby? <laughs> Look, some <laughs> like, babies are born toddlers, like, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> you know My the friend, average okay. newborn baby is what 7 or 8 pounds, something no, like that.
0: On average, yeah, we're talking like 6 to 8 pounds, okay? Like okay, so check this out. We had um, last I remember um well, we had a friend, their first baby weighed like nine pounds. Okay. And then their second baby was like right about nine pounds too. Their last baby was almost 10 pounds. I'm like, God grief. Like y'all are born toddlers for crying out loud. So um, anyways, I don't think it's like, I don't think it weighs like 10 pounds, like for the weighted blanket. Um, but
1: anyway. well, I, I, I only ask cause like, I know you can get them quite weighty. Yeah. Like they can be pretty pretty darn heavy, so mm-hmm.
0: if I mean I if I haven't had one that hefty, so <laughs> <laughs> hefty. What a what a conversation. What a great way to start a show, guys. <laughs> what a great way to start a show. Anyway. Well um anyway. Um, what what's been going on in y'all's world since uh last time we got to hang out um anything fun exciting unique weird oddball choose a descriptor to insert here
1: uh, not, not really I mean, wow
2: we i mean we went to the we went to the the art museum here in, in san antonio we yeah. we've been there before it was it was our third date right back, mm-hmm. back way back in the day we went there but um we like on a Sunday morning. We went there back, back ago. But we did it for one of Raquel's classes. Like uh, it was like an assignment. She's taking a humanities class, and part of it was like go look at the ancient like Mesopotamian exhibits and take pictures and then write something about it. So we went to the we went to the museum. That's cool. We went. There's uh, there's like it's right on this right on the river here in San Antonio. The river the river walk not on the like the river walk area what mm-hmm. you typically think of as like the river walk but it's right on the river and there's like this n- neat little italian restaurant like right okay. yeah. next to it and they got like the balcony out back that like so you're like sitting on the river as you can as you eat so we did we did that right it was fun cool, cool. thanks you know, nice glass of wine out sitting on the river after the museum.
0: <laughs> Do you live in a van down by the
2: river? <laughs> no, I live in an apartment oh, <laughs> in the medical in the medical center. <laughs>
0: oh man! So, um, speaking of San Antonio, Eric, I think I mentioned. Uh, Somewhat recently, you know, that we were planning on having this, like, conference down in the San Antonio area uh-huh. um, later this year. Well, my, my dreams have been dashed, my dude. Um, we had a, uh, this board meeting, like, not too long ago, and it was decided to um, make this year uh, virtual and just to kind of get on this, like, schedule of even years we're going to do virtual conferences, odd years we're going to do in-person Conferences. So
2: I see. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, I was, I was part of a training. That's too, it's unfortunate, right? That you can't like come down or anything. But like, I was, I was part of a training like thing last school year. Like, not this school year, right? But like last school year where, you know, it was like a once a month like Zoom meeting. But then we had like two in person gatherings, right? And one of them was in Nashville. So I went to Nashville And we stayed We stayed at the ho- The hotel we stayed in Was like a, The same building As the Country Music Hall of Fame mm. It was literally The same building The, the hotel That's cool Yeah <laughs> Which was Which was cool Yeah um, And then that was, that was in the fall. The second in-person conferencing, I was, like, hoping to go somewhere else because, like, I'd never been to Nashville, and it was, like, cool. Like, you know, get away from work, right, technically for three days because I'm not, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't teaching. I was in the conference, and I was, like, hey, let's go somewhere else because there were people from all over, you know, because the school system is a national school system. But the second conferencing was in San Antonio, <laughs> right? And so... And they they were going to stay at a hotel right on the Riverwalk, like a really fancy hotel right there on the Riverwalk. Like the actual Riverwalk area. I was like, yeah. D- I've been there! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't end up actually going to that one because I got sick. I had, I had I was really sick, and my wife's like, "You should just take a COVID test. We've got a couple of them left over. Why not?" It's like I'm not. We're, COVID's over. I'm not testing for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that <laughs> over. And it, well, it was, I mean, this was like last February, of like last yeah. year. And by that time, like, you know, there was really like, like it's still out there, but like businesses don't have rules about mm-hmm. it and things like. But I took two of them, and they both were positive. It's like God, three years I managed to avoid getting this thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it got me. And I, so I didn't. I ended up not going to that in-person meeting. It would have been nice sure. to stay. In. It was like a fancy hotel down on the Riverwalk. Yeah, I was like, man, I like, I've already been there. Oh man, David, do you do everything traveling for work? <clears throat> Do they you you know the no, nice fancy hotels?
1: No, no, not not really. Um, <laughs> I I suppose I could have been roped into a few things at one point or another, but but no, I have not been asked to travel. So,
0: wow. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm required to travel at least twice a year, beginning and end of the school year, and that's about it. And then like whatever conferences we might choose to go to, but. Well, um, gents, um, you know I know we've kind of been chit-chatting here and there about like, you know, the week and if anything's been going on. Um, To I I need to, unfortunately, kind of bring bring in something kind of serious for a second uh, before we talk about the the content for for today's episode. Uh, But for everyone out there in listener land, if you are not aware. Uh, someone from the Star Trek family recently passed away uh, Kenneth Mitchell uh, passed away um, he played, um, he was mainly in like this like new slash current era of Trek uh, like with Discovery for instance with um, uh, the Klingons Cole, Kolshah, and Tenovic um, as well as um, Aurelio um, which we saw was it the most recent season or was it the season before I can't remember
2: it was season three of Discovery, That's right? Because right. he yeah. he was he was he was one of the Klingons in in seasons one and two, yeah. right? And then he was diagnosed with ALS, mm-hmm. right? But so they wrote a they made a character for, specifically for him in season three, and he was like like Osir Osir no,
0: he's one of the Emerald Osyra? Chain scientists. Yeah, like well, yeah. O-
2: o- Osira, right? Was that her name?
0: That sounds right. Yeah,
2: right. He was like her scientist who was like in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's the one who said, "Yeah, book. You can work the spore drive."
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, he uh, he was forty nine. Passed away on um, Saturday, the twenty fourth of February. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, just in case anyone was unaware and and whatnot, he also did some voice work. I can't. I'm not hundred percent sure which um, characters he voiced in Lower Decks, but he did do some uh some animation stuff some voicing characters there so there we go he uh <clears throat> is in the great beyond now um but um other than that i guess that is kind of a good segue as we talk about like you know comfort and like kind of how we find comfort in things or meaningful stuff uh kind of brings us to today's um conversation um so this is his, um, spoiler alert, red alert kind of thing. I mean, show's been off the air for quite a while. Like we always say, but even still, uh, this week we have uh, the good Commander Eric, who is going to be uh, taking the lead on this conversation um, as he chose um, breaking the ice for his chosen one, unless he's just changed it last second, then we're all kind of just screwed in terms of what we're <laughs> going to talk about. Oh,
2: keeping people on their toes, that's my thing, right? Hopefully yes. you watched this episode recently. I would never yeah. pull that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and just kind of like dive right into that. So the, the last few weeks, it's been um, us kind of talking about some episodes that have been very... Uh, Meaningful or comforting for whatever reason and just kind of like talking about it You know kind of exploring it a little bit. Uh, We've talked about uh, first flight We've talked about Terra Nova and now here we are with breaking the ice and this is kind of rounding out um, Star Trek Enterprise for us um, before we move on to the next series Which will of course be the original with um, original series Star Trek Uh, but before that we got to talk about this so Um, Eric, why don't you kind of lead us into this um, in terms of, you know, this episode, why you chose it, and just kind of see where it takes us, man.
2: All right, yeah, Breaking the Ice, Season 1, Episode 7, right? So, like, right off the bat here, right? New stuff, right? One of the first episodes we get. We don't even really know. We don't know what this show is yet. Like really, we don't know where it's going. <clears throat> we don't really know our characters, but and, and and like the setup of the episode, right here, at, we're we see a comet, right? It's just a comet, right? Big ball ice floating mm-hmm. through space, right? And like, hey, why don't we just follow this comet for a couple of days, right? Let's why not? With it. We got <laughs> like, nothing better not? to do. Just Let's go follow it. Comets. It's like, yeah. why are you following a comet? Why not? And, like, that's basically... And then there's, like, a side story about Vulcans here. But, like... And then there's, like, some manufactured drama at the end. But, like, who cares about that? Like, it's just, like, we're following a comet, right? We're going to do some drilling on a comet. And, like, it's one of these episodes that, you know... A lot of people give call it the dreaded F word, right? FILLER! FILLER! FILLER!
0: Hold on, I didn't get that. Can you, can you, hold on. Do, do that one again.
2: You should just put that on the soundboard. I right? do actually record, have it on record the record. soundboard. Oh, nice. You just add that in and post it. Come, FILLER! No, but like, you read you go if you go to IMDB or something and you read the comments, people all through the comments, people were like boring episode. The, the three episodes that we picked, they all kind of have like a thematic through line. And that's the newness of it, right? Everything is new. And I know David, you picked an episode from the end of season two, but it was it was a flashback episode to like before the show started. So mm-hmm. like chase and I. I think there might be one episode in between the episode Chase yeah, and I did, so. right? Yeah. And so it's all about like the beginnings and the newness of it, and every there's so there's excitement. Like we're out here and we're doing our thing, and like we're just so excited. We don't know what we're just we're just doing things because we're excited, and and <laughs> like that's so refreshing. When you, especially when you get contrast that with the Vulcans in this episode, who are like, comets. Really? <laughs> yeah. We're not we in comets. We don't
0: mean those thinking comets.
2: Yeah, and then like, there's this episode in um in uh the Next Generation. It's, it's called Allegiance, and it's the one where like I don't know Picard and like some other species. They're like trapped in a room, right? It's like, oh, how do they respond to authority? Mm -hmm. And there's like a duplicate Picard on the actual Enterprise. And like, they go, she tells them, let's go investigate a pulsar. And Riker's like, what are we doing looking at this pulsar? It's just a pulsar. Like, Riker is like jaded there. I'm like, it's a pulsar. Let's look at it. Like, it's cool. (laughs) He's like, what are we doing looking at this? And it's like we're not at that point where we're jaded yet. Like things are still new, and there's excitement. And and at the beginning of this episode, they come on like Archer comes on to the 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 intercoms. Like if you're not at a window, you might want to look outside. There's something interesting. Everyone stands up like,
1: oh,
2: they're like they're just like, like big eye. Like holy crap, there's Mm a comet here. And then they're like, and then they come up to the bridge and they're like, it's just a comet. It's something that's bigger than anyone has ever seen before, right? It's the biggest comet ever. True. And it's like, why don't we spend a couple of days just following it? I've always wanted to do that. Like, hell yeah, I want to follow a comet for a couple of days, <laughs> right? Like, don't you want to follow a comet for a couple of days and just see what happens? I would. <laughs> And it's just it's like, and then, oh man, it's just so it's exciting, and to me, yeah. like that, like that's important that that we're still at this point where we can be excited by things and we're yeah. not jaded and oh we we're not interested in comets they're just rock and ice. Yeah. And, and I also like the fact that like the Vulcans have never discovered this comet before like they've never it's not in their star charts right just like there's an episode a couple before this where like they passed a planet and it wasn't on the Vulcan star charts right like oh the, are you telling me the Vulcan map is incomplete and they like they got like Archer and Trip got giddy about like the the Vulcan map is incomplete really do we just <laughs> like do something the Vulcans could never do <laughs> <laughs> and it's just to me like we we talked about like what does comfort mean is comfort something like yeah. you could watch a bunch of times is comfort something that like you can relate to is comfort something that makes you feel good and like to me this fits into like it makes me feel good because okay. uh, like there's excitement and there's joy and there's newness and I think that's something that's important to to Star Trek is that we're excited about things okay. as we're exploring cuz the whole purpose is we're out here to be explorers, right?
0: Yeah. I think the the title of this work of this episode works on multiple levels, right? Like we're quite literally going to go get some drilling gear and we're going to quite literally break through some ice, you know? We're gonna have supper with a, a very uppity kind of Vulcan, trying to break the ice with them, And then we also have stuff with T'Pol, right? And we're trying to, you got it, break the ice with her with stuff that's going on. So you have like this like relational, explorational kind of stuff that just like works. And I just, I love a story that has like those multiple points to it where we can like take the same, essentially like the same idea or similar idea and concept and, you know, put it into a freaking, I almost say kaleidoscope. I don't know if that works, but anyway, get like three different, four different, however many different things out of it. It's kind of cool, which I think is what, dare I say it, good sci-fi does. It gets you to think from multiple angles about something, consider things from multiple angles
1: and i'll say i'll say this yeah you, know, you brought up like uh looking at people's comments about this show and so forth Th- this is a big reason why i think enterprise is is so important to the just the overall of star trek in general is that you're not starting from the point of we've already discovered this and we're not really charting we're not really like I don't know it, it's not that we're not learning but there's so much else at, at stake here mm-hmm. in this like you know we we've went back and forth about is starfleet a military installation you know what i mean and so on and so forth people have different opinions but at this time they're literally trailing a comet their mission is to find to seek out to explore Mm -hmm. to find new things out there and they're just trailing a comet could you imagine you know i don't know we'll just say picard and they're just saying you get orders down and you say you need to follow this comet Well, why not? And that's that that's what I've always come back to Enterprise. It's like it's not why, it's why why not. So, but the, but you're right. This this episode perfectly embodies really like why not.
2: Yeah, it really does. And like, you know, you can't build an episode around just following a comet. There's got to be, you know, there's got you know, you can't just, "Oh, hey, we're the comet." It's, it, you know, it's It's not moving any faster, right? So, like, what else has to happen? Well, the comet is rich in some mineral that, you know, the Vulcans have studied before, but now they need more of it, okay? So we can't transport out of it, right? Like, you know, if this was, you know, Picard, right? Oh, well, we'll just lock onto that with the transporter and we'll beam it up. Can't do that, but we can land on the comet. And and, And... Ar- and Archer comes over to, to Malcolm you know, for a comet walk and he's like, hell yeah I'm up for a comet walk <laughs> and, then, <laughs> right? and, and then
1: Aerosmith just starts in the background I don't want to close my eyes <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and so so like um, who is um, Travis and, and Malcolm they're, they're f- taking the shuttle down to land on the comet, they're like I've never walked on a comet before. Has anyone? That's a good question. Like, has anyone ever walked on a comet before? We could be the first people to walk on a comet. No, right. what Malcolm. should we do? Plant a flag? Yeah, it's yeah, we don't plant a flag. <laughs> Snowball fight? Like like could you imagine like <laughs> like Data <laughs> and Jordy yeah. or something or war and data, right? <sighs> hey, do you want to have a snowball fight on this comet?
0: I'm not going so man. do not throw snowballs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, like, <laughs> like, anybody like that? Like, I can imagine, like, Tom Paris and Harry Kim going down oh, and having a snowball fight, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe even Neelix.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But And then they get down there and they, they build a snowman. Do yep. you want to build a snowman? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and Archer's like, um, what, what,
0: what you guys doing? You know we're being watched, right?
2: <laughs> but you know, you know, he's like, inside his head, he's like, Yeah,
0: lucky. God,
2: I wish I was down there on that yeah. comet building I want to make a snowman, snowman on the comet. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's like, I don't want to do that. I got to stay on this ship. And yeah. Do things with these Vulcans. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's just fun, right? They're they're like, they're having fun as they explore, right? And yeah. like I know, we don't necessarily like Malcolm as a character, right? Because he's kind of dull Who's this weird. Who's this this, this? this this magic tole- This collective we? He's right?
0: insufferable. Nah,
2: like this collective we. I mean, I don't dislike him. I just don't think they did much with his character right? I don't think we know a whole lot about him. And I would say like I don't think they did a whole lot with Travis's character either. Like they didn't build a lot of story around either of yeah. those. Right? So it's but like we know that Malcolm is like a no-nonsense military guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who he says, you know, your lack of your lack of following the rules is really difficult for me, right? I don't remember exactly when what episode he says that, but he says like You know discipline is too lax and you're not like following the rules enough for my liking so to see him like um you know embracing the the like a lack of like strict adherence to protocol and like just going with the moment is extremely fun to watch yeah yeah. especially going back to watch it right now that you, you know, you've you seen the whole show and you know the arc of malcolm you can go back and see where he was at the beginning and you know how he built the snowman with pointy ears <laughs> 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 right because <laughs> pointy ears on it <laughs> yeah oh
0: man you know one thing i do want to point out about like this whole like chasing comets thing, you know, like wish, like there's the pure wonder, right, that, that we have uh, early on. I can't help but like bring this in because I feel like I'm contractually obligated to, having seen it way too many times. But you know, Riker says this thing to Picard at one point, you know, Captain, why are we out here chasing comets? In this little, little film you might've heard of called First Contact. So, kind of going back to that whole kind of jaded, exasperated kind of vibe, right, that we have in the um, 24th century of higher sensibilities. Yeah, I,
2: I don't know if that's a perfect pa- I get what you're saying, like, why out here are we chasing? I don't think that's a perfect parallel. Because, I'm going you with know, it. I'm owning it. There was, there was something really important going on somewhere else at that exact same moment. I
0: have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, why are we out here chasing comets? Oh, okay, so I gotta, I gotta, um, I'll just say this, like, it, it had been a while since I had seen this episode, and I knew that there was, like, snow, I knew there were, like, the orange, like, spacesuits that were involved, and, like, when we landed, I'm like, wait, is this the one where Malcolm suffers, and he gets, like, you know, iron pipe, like, right through his leg? No, that was a Romulan Minefield. Yeah,
2: that was Minefield in season two. <clears throat> yeah,
0: but that's like where my mind went. I'm like, well, we're on something. When's, when's the thing going to pop out? Anyway, obviously it didn't happen, but...
2: No, but I, I, this episode, you know, it's got like the A story of the comet, and, you know, yeah. Chase kind of mentioned you know, like the B story about dealing with the Vulcans, but like, it's also got this other story that runs through it that I, I love this other story as well. Like it starts out like trip is showing flocks like pictures from that were sent from kids. Right. It's like, like kids in classrooms are hearing about, you know, the journey of the enterprise and the first deep space ship and they're, you know, drawing pictures of it and like that's cool like we like we should want our kids our children to be excited about these things right like you know take an interest in like our space exploration and i know i know that like my parents used to say all the time that they would watch the shuttle launches right in school like school would stop they would somehow turn on the tv and they would watch the shuttle launches yeah and that was like a big deal and like nowadays like the shuttle the program it's like not a not a big deal right we don't have a lot of things going on and i think man i think that would have been cool like if we're at school and we just stop and we listen to the like either on the radio or on tv and we we (laughs) see the shuttle we hear it. You know, we hear the the astronauts as they're talking yeah. like that. To me, I would have loved that. Do you remember?
0: Um, and it's it's okay if y'all don't remember this, but I want to say like I sent y'all something maybe close to a year and a half or so ago, and it was um, this patch, and it, it said Artemis on it. Um, that that I think that's like probably the closest I'm going to get to maybe like the same level of excitement that our Parents' generation probably would have like about like like space shuttles and space missions and stuff like the Artemis project or you know mission and like the ones that come after it. I think are so doggone cool and for anyone that's not aware of it. I'm, and if I screw it up, I'm sorry for anyone that no, is in the know. But I think it's so stinking cool because like they're gonna launch stuff and a set and essentially like create like a makeshift kind of like lunar colony slash lunar relaunch point to go all the way to Mars and stuff. And yeah, I just and, think it's I just uh, think it's so cool.
2: Yeah, and I know when we were like back in the nineties they had like the Mars rover. Yeah. And like that would be something they talked about at school and on the news. But I don't I just somewhat, I don't feel like that was as big of a deal as like as like it was for our parents with, like, the, the in the 60s with the shuttle missions, right? right. I and mean, my parents might be a little bit older than, than yours, I don't know, but like they were like distinctly like, yeah, we all about that it was a huge deal, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then, and then we get to like the one of the funniest scenes, like in Star Trek history, like, I. This is like gold, this is gold, this is gold, like, 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 this is, this is awesome, it's like, uh, are are you ready, is is it, are are we set up? (laughs) Hello Mrs. Monroe's fourth grade middle school class, fourth grade elementary school class, this is Captain Archer. I'm on the Enterprise, and I'm uncomfortable in my chair. <laughs> You've got some great questions that I want to answer. Like, what do you eat? Well, okay, so that's a good question, right? Like, is can you date on the Enterprise? Right? Like, how do you poop? Well, you know, no, I was gonna get to that. Like, I'm
1: sorry. That's can you guess.
2: can you get can you get sick? Right. Like, uh, oh, I'll take that question. Germs, super resistant. And then he just, Fox is going, that's enough doctor, they get the idea. It's like, when you flush the toilet, where does it go? Oh, Trip, that's a perfect question for you. It's like, a poop question? (laughs) A poop question? (laughs) He literally says it like, uh, a poop question?
0: They're going to think I'm a sanitation engineer. <laughs>
2: You're doing fine, Trip. <laughs> well, you know, it gets broken I mean, I, the whole scene is just gold. Like, yeah, we love your questions. Like, we love you taking an interest in us. Like, keep them coming, and we look forward to hearing them more. And, like, aside from being, like, a comedic gold scene with, like, a poop question, right? (laughs) Like, because of course that's what fourth graders think about, right? Of course. like, Like, stuff like that. But aside from that, it's like, our kids are excited about it. Our kids are interested in it. And, like, I don't know if you were when you were in school did you ever like write letters to the president or something or the governor or something it was that if that was yeah. something you and you know yeah. you thought it was oh cool like the president's gonna answer our question you know it never was right it never. Came. It was, like, you know but like if that's not important when you're like a child you're just like i'm gonna write to somebody important and they're gonna take the time to to answer my question to me like and, and like that, I don't know that's like the closest parallel I can come to to think of here like I mean there might be something else but might, maybe you guys have an, an idea of another parallel but like the idea of children taking interest in something important like this like we need to pass on that curiosity and that excitement to our mm. children so they that's don't good. become jaded about these so they don't that's grow good. up like oh space travel it's no big deal right
1: That's good, man. Yeah, I I mean, I, I, I hate that. I hate that such like, and they still are crazy scientific advancements. I mean, just going to space. Still, if you if you actually try and reason that out, no matter what age you are, unless you literally are a rocket scientist it's still pretty unimaginable to me. Um, One of my favorite movies is Apollo 13, Tom Hanks. I I always, I've always liked that movie, but there's a part in there where they were like, they're up in the, in the ship and they're doing the video and they're being goofy and all this stuff. And then they cut back to the, like the mission control or whatever. And the families are like, do they know they're not like on TV? yeah we figure we'll tell them when they get back because this is like people weren't interested in it it's like well we already went to the moon this is just routine it's like what the hell is routine about going to the moon
2: (laughs) i know what the hell is routine about strapping yourself on top of a big rocket right like i mean it it really is a feat of like genius like that like we were able to do that
1: yeah yeah but but that's that's one of the. And the fact that the, some
2: people don't even believe it happened, yeah. like, ugh, don't we? We don't want to go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Well
0: it, well, it didn't. It didn't happen. None of it not ever happened. Whoa.
1: But
2: that that's why I like
1: this episode. You know, like same reason Eric's kind of talking about though. It's like, you, you you are trying to capture that spirit of excitement that like you know kids in the '60s you know would have had with the, you know the first. You know, mission that actually reached the moon, but now we're even further, and now we're tailing a comet. Like, hey kid, can you even imagine what tailing a comet's like? No, you can't because you've never done it, but we are, so you better listen. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> oh man. And then they fall through a comet. I mean, not only were they on a comet, but they fell into a comet.
2: Yeah, that's next, like I that's said, there's level. some manufactured drama there at the end. It's like, yeah, whatever. I could take it or leave that.
0: <laughs> it's next level though.
2: No, but it's like, yeah, we can't be in the sun, right? And we're, you know, like, it's like, why we gotta
0: So, yeah, manufactured drama. Um, like, with the falling through and like the we gotta avoid the sun so that it doesn't yeah, melt say, us like... and refreeze us, basically
2: like Deep Impact like yeah. I mean, you, David you brought up Armageddon like <laughs> I don't want to close my ass. but like you know Deep Impact which is probably the better movie right that mm. came out at the, at the same time mm-hmm. thereabouts right which is a lot more scientific and there's the mission to land on the comet and drill the nukes down into it as well and they're like we have to land outside of the sun right And and there's like a big plot point of like it rotates on them and they're not out in time. And they, one of the guys goes blind, right? <clears throat> Spoilers. Spoilers. Deep Im- for Deep Impact. For Deep Impact. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that came out 26 years ago or whatever. No big deal.
1: I was planning on watching that. It was on my DVR.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has got a young Frodo in there. Frodo. Frodo Frodo discovers the comet
0: in, Oh, Frodo Good
2: in, for you um deep impact
0: So we've talked about I mean we've we've talked about like this episode I think pretty well um and you know Eric I know that you especially like towards the beginning um Kind of like spilled the beans in terms of you know what like what category or whatever this might land in in terms of being a comfort episode for you with um, this series Um, but like is there anything more that you would add with this being like again a comfort episode like in terms of like why you chose it
2: no I just I chose it because it I it not only do I enjoy watching it but like it makes me feel good right and I think that's like what comfort really means to me yeah there's 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 the good episodes that the episodes you watch them all the time because they're darn good episodes right yeah. there's the episodes sure. that you watch them all the time because like they're they're fun or they're they're funny or like something and then there's these episodes that just make you feel good when you watch them. And they give you a sense of excitement. Yeah. And, and that's what this episode does for me. And, like, it's one of the reasons why, like, the more I watch, like, Enterprise, season one to me, I know it often gets maligned. But, like, that sense of excitement and, like, that exploration, like, really shines through, especially in, like, that first half of, the, of season one. Yeah, and it's it's really refreshing to see that, especially you know when we watch some of the show the newer shows today where you like there isn't as much excitement in them, and that's yeah. not like we're not doing a lot of exploring in some of these new shows. Yeah, right, and so and that to me gives me comfort.
0: Cool, yeah, I I think I would just make a plug for like one of the past episodes. Uh, that I know you and I did Eric and that was the definitive Archer episode where I think one of the points that I made in that episode was that you can kind of like um, kind of separate out Archer into like a couple a like, couple different like um, iterations and like this first one is Archer the Explorer and I think we really see that like, like you're talking about in this episode but certainly in season one right Like you really see like just that young boy, basically just full of wonder, hope, excitement, you know, kind of like living out his dream, living out his father's dream, right. With, with the engine that he was like, you know, inventing and building and whatnot. And, um, you know, just getting, being able to chase a comet for a couple of days while the Vulcans kind of watch, like, what are y'all doing, man? So yeah, good, good stuff. Good, good thoughts. Dave, anything else you want to add, man?
1: Well, I I, w- I would just say this here because obviously, like this is the last last one in this enterprise sort of column that we've put up here. If if you don't find some, just to use the word comfort in watching. As Eric pointed out, especially like season one, if you don't find any like comfort in that, as like a Star Trek fan, like watching all of these different iterations, it's very possible that you know that heart of exploration wasn't maybe necessarily the key thing for you within Star Trek as to why you like it. I'm not trying to say that people like one thing or another. It doesn't really matter, but I'm just saying like discovery for has always been like the core fundamental for for Trek. Yeah. Whether it's technological, medical, literal like exploration of the space around you, finding new planets, new civilizations, you know, boldly going where no one has gone before and all that jazz enterprise maligned or not, I think probably did one of the best jobs that you could possibly do of showing that. And then also tying it into, I don't know, just kind of what was going around going on around us at the time too. You know, we're, we're, NASA still tries to explore to this day now whether they have the budget to do it or the capability to do it is, is another another issue and you know today we have billionaires taking you know their phallic shaped rockets up in space and you know planning on traversing Mars you know what I mean yeah this, this all really starts from the spirit of sci-fi and you know these sort of shows and so forth so if you haven't given enterprise a real fair shake you really need to like i didn't care for the zindi stuff like that season to me was kind of a lost season but like season one season two there's so much just good you throw it in the background you can you know just chill out and sit and watch it it doesn't have to be super intense there's not always a bad guy around every corner but the spirit of the show is is just real strong and i and i i would say that honestly like the 3 episodes that we picked i think really kind of embody that really well yeah
2: yeah i think they do too
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah so it sounds like like maybe that's maybe that's a good segue you know that in terms of <clears throat> the the episodes that we we chose um, like individually of course and now here we are at the end with you know this third and final discussion Um, uh, we've we've obviously identified exploration as like a a potential kind of like unifying theme Um, but are there others that perhaps I don't know stand out as like a potential theme or themes um, with what we chose that come to mind
2: I'm trying to think of, like, uh, uh, something like, like, do it your own way. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm trying to make something fit. Like, you know, in, in the first flight, it was like, we're just going to do it our own way, right? Like, we're not going to, like, listen to anybody. And um, and in this episode, Archer is kind of like, well, I'm going to follow this comment. I don't care what anyone, I don't care what my science officer says. I don't care what the Vulcans say. It's just ice and rock. I'm going to do it, right? I'm going to do it my way. Um, is there anything like that in Terra Nova?
0: I mean, the thing, like, I think there's like a couple words that are kind of coming to mind, and I'm just going to kind of throw spaghetti against the cabinet and see what sticks, but um, isolation, I think, could be part of it. I think you kind of, you definitely see that with, with Terra Nova in a couple ways. Like, the Novans, for real. Um, You see that with, like, Archer, right? Whenever he's, like, the test pilot, you know, and, like, they're chasing after, like, the who's going to break the war barrier type of thing. And I think you kind of get that in a way, too, where even though you have contact with Earth, you're still kind of isolated. You're out, like, on a comet doing a thing, and then you're kind of, like, also relying, like, on yourself, and I say self as in, like, the Enterprise, Um, As opposed to like immediately considering help from like Vulcans, which I think kind of goes into like maybe another one. And I'm kind of hesitant because I think it gets used way, this word gets used way too much. But like grit, um, resilience, I think is kind of like baked in there somewhere also. So those are like some things that are kind of coming about for me in terms of the three that we've identified.
2: Yeah, I mean I can, I can see that.
0: Okay. Dave, anything you want to add man? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um this has been um I I've I've really enjoyed this, you know, kind of I mean there there's so many episodes like with each each series and like it's difficult to like just choose um, one out of like 200 or 100 or however many episodes there might be with any given series but um, like I don't think I I think if we were to do this again like we could just as easily do like a top three comfort episodes a piece and that would be it so um, anyway um, I like to think um, David and Eric for popping in and kind of having this conversation and um, whatnot um, <clears throat> so as we you know keep moving like I'm just wondering you know with all of you guys out there in listenerland you know one what is like I've kind of asked this question over and over again but what's your your comfort episode um, but even amongst the three like of the three that we talked about um, was there one, that maybe resonated with you more than others for some reason whether it was David's mine Eric's doesn't matter uh, I'd love to hear uh, why don't you connect with us and let us know kind of what your comfort episode is and maybe what your favorite of our three was that we talked about um, you can do that reach out to us trtvpod at gmail.com of course you can send us a voice only transmission 817 there's a three minute limit before we fall down into a comment so um, be quick about it um, other than that, um, we'd love to uh, receive, you know, like a, a letter from home. So get that um, to us. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azle, Texas seven six zero nine eight. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to bold to go and make it so.